Hey guys, Candace Eisner back at you this week. I wanted to talk this week about the whole idea of pivoting your career. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, once again, this week's episode has been brought to you by my Build Your Own Website e-course found at websiteforsmallbiz.com. If you've been looking to build your own health or wellness website and you need help not only with just the, you know, putting together the content part and the how to make your website look good part, but also with the how to market yourself and how to make yourself appealing to the people who you want to book appointments with you, my course should answer all those questions for you. Check it out. I'm offering a discount for the next week of $20 with the code PODCAST2017. So once again, registration closes on April 24th and I won't be offering the course again this year, certainly not at this price point. So if you wanted to get on board, now's the time. Hey everybody, happy Monday as always. Please excuse my voice, I've got a little bit of a cold, one of those, you know, end of winter, beginning of spring colds that just don't want to (laughs) leave. But uh, yeah, this week's topic um, is about pivoting your career because personally, first off, there's there's some connection there, but as well, it's a topic that I'm um, hearing a lot from friends and former colleagues and, you know, people who contact me. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about that, um, the whole idea of changing careers, whether it's into massage therapy or away from massage therapy. And away from massage therapy in particular is really one I wanted to talk about because that's where I've got the personal experience. But as well, that's the one that people seem to be really talking about right now. So let's talk about that this week. You know, massage therapy in particular has kind of an interesting path with this kind of stuff. And, you know, I'll get into that as I'm talking. Um, One of the things that I've noticed is that there's a fair number of people who go into massage therapy as a second career. You know, they um, maybe they worked in a corporate environment or maybe they worked in some other career and they thought that massage therapy was going to be sort of a great Uh, choice for them as a new career and for some people that's definitely true you know I know people who started in say their 40s as massage therapists and they're still doing it in their 60s or 70s because they love it so much but for other people you know you you make that change into the career with this promise of this beautiful healthcare career and and um, then you get in and you realize it's not all it's cracked up to be and it's not really what you were hoping for. So you start thinking, you know, what can I do to to make a change or should I even change because I've already, you know, spent this time and money and effort into this healthcare career and you know, what should I do? So that's really what this uh this week's topic is prompted by because I'm seeing a lot of that conversation, you know, amongst my my peers and my friends and everyone. So so here's some thoughts on that sort of from a personal perspective and also sort of from the outside looking in a little bit since I'm no longer a registered massage therapist. I'm a former registered massage therapist, so I got a little bit of a different uh take on it than maybe somebody who's fresh in or fresh out of the profession. So so here's, here's a few observations I've made about sort of how massage therapy has progressed over the last, uh, how many years has it been since I went to school? 
14 years, 14 years. Let's say, let's, let's round that up to 15. Let's just say, you know, in the last 15 years, here's some, here's some observations I have about it. So, you know, one of the things I noticed is that the number of schools for massage therapy has really exploded over the last decade. When I entered my massage program back in 2003, that's why I was doing that quick math a minute ago, there were 25 schools in the entire province, 25 you know, and, and by the way, I went back to the CMTO's records so I could confirm how many schools there were. I thought maybe there were 15 to 20. Apparently there were 25 at the time. So that's how many there were. And now there are over 40. Like that is, that is just an astronomical growth over the last 14 years. So, you know, essentially the number has almost doubled. And now, of course, the, the number of schools, with the number of schools doubling, that is, that means that the number of registered therapists has also doubled, right? In 2003, at the end of the year, in the CMTO's report, there were 6,783 registered massage therapists. And now there are over 12,000. Unfortunately, I looked and I could not find a very current record. If one of you has the number, please, you know, go ahead and give it to me. Maybe it's on the RMTAO's website and I just didn't see it, but... Anyway, I do know that uh, someone I respect and trust uh, has quoted that there's over 12,000 in the province now. Um, so, so I believe her, and uh, that should be a fairly accurate number. So again, that means the number of therapists has almost doubled, or has actually doubled, you know, depending on how much over 12,000 we are, or, you know, are we closer to 13 now, um, in the last 15 years. So, so what's my point here? You know, oh, we have more therapists, big deal. Well, actually, the, you know, there, there actually is um, a significant thing to be said here. Because while the demand for massage therapy has grown over the last decade, I got to say that I don't think the number of therapists really matches the demand. Especially in the bigger cities where there are multiple uh, massage therapy schools and a lot of the new grads want to stick around to work in that, you know, in that um, city once they've graduated. Because... Especially if you are older, and this is a second career for you, or at least like, especially if you've say already done um, uh, university, and this was this was sort of a little bit of a change for you to go into massage therapy. You know, you're say you're in your late twenties now, you want to settle down and you want to sort of you know get started, and you have. Um, you went to school in that city, say it was Ottawa or Toronto or wherever it might be in the province. And you're, you're looking around and you've, you've got all these colleagues that you already know. You've got professors from your program you already know. You've made lots of friends in the community. You know people. Why would you want to move and have to start all over somewhere, right? I mean, some, yes, for some people that appeals to them or they've got a reason why. They've got a partner living so elsewhere or they want to move back home to be closer to family, you know, that kind of stuff. But for a lot of people, you want to stay where you went to school because that just makes sense. That's where all your connections are. But what ends up happening is it, it might seem really easy to find work because there's tons of clinics that want to add a massage therapist to their roster because they know the public likes massage. They know the public is looking for massage therapists. But that does not mean you are going to have a fully booked schedule and enough income to support yourself working there especially right out of the gates. Yes, some clinics can pretty much promise you that because they have such high demand for actual massage. But a lot of the jobs being advertised is simply because they thought it would be great to add a massage therapist to the clinic and not because they've got 
dozens and dozens and dozens of clients chomping at the bit to come see a massage therapist. And of course, there's all the other angles around that as well. I'm not going to get into all the details in this podcast, but any of you who work in the profession know that just because a client sees you doesn't mean they're going to rebook with you. Maybe your personality's clashed. Maybe what they were looking for in a massage doesn't match the types of treatments you do. Maybe they... Maybe um, they're only in town for a short period of time and they're planning on not rebooking anyway. Like maybe they don't have a lot of income. Like there's lots of reasons why people don't rebook. Totally legitimate, not, you know, and not like anything bad about you. It's not like you're doing a bad job. It's simply the client wasn't the right fit for a long-term client for you for whatever reason that might be. You know, so that means that Generally speaking, in other words, what I'm trying to say is just because, you know, there's lots of clinics advertising for massage therapists does not actually mean that it's going to be a viable career for you um, in that city, in that place. So what's happening is, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of um, schools pumping out these new graduates, you know, and it's a very um, accessible program, massage therapy, because you're not required to have a bachelor's degree to get in or you're not required anything really other than high school education. And often they want you to have um, some experience with massage, whether it be you've taken an intro to massage course that's been approved by the school or whether you've, you know, sat down with a massage therapist and gotten some signed papers. Like I, I probably the entrance has um, changed a little bit since I went to school, but I don't think it's changed that drastically. And that was the entrance requirements when I went to school. Either you had to take an intro course or you had to have so many sessions with a registered massage therapist and they had to talk to you about the profession. So also say like it's an easy entry. It's a couple of year to three year program. You know, a lot of people, uh, they think, it's going to make them a fair bit of money and then they get out in the real world and they realize it's not the situation they thought it was going to be, you know? And this this is the big motivator actually for me starting this podcast. If you if you weren't re- if you didn't realize that from listening to all my episodes so far or if this is your first one, welcome. You know, this is what the kind of stuff I talk about here. You you really just can't order business cards and start working and have a full schedule within a few days these days. Like maybe back In the 90s, this was possible, but this is not possible now in the vast majority of cases. It's very rare to have that. You have to really work on your marketing, your positioning, and your targeting and all that stuff. You have to work in an environment that makes sense for you that isn't super high competition. Um, So that's why I talk about these things on the podcast, and I hope that sharing my experiences is actually useful to you guys. But, you know, to, to go back on this whole topic of pivoting your career... Um, And the whole issue of having too many grads uh, pumped out of the schools and there's just sort of too many, there's almost too many therapists, you know. And this is a big reason why after a few years in the profession, a lot of RMTs start to think about switching careers or pivoting to something complementary but different. Like I have talked to so many therapists. This is not just my personal experience. I'm talking, I'm talking about people I went to school with. I'm talking about people who I've worked with. I've talked, I'm talking about people who I've just met online, even if I don't actually have like, like um, a face-to-face connection with them. People who I've met on Facebook or Twitter or um, massage therapy forums or this is not just my story this is many people's story and after a few years they find you know after trying desperately trying to grow a practice they find that themselves thinking about pivoting to something else and now so my first comment about that is if you really are passionate about massage therapy if you love it if you really really do and you're just really frustrated trying to grow your practice 
that's maybe time to take a step back, take a deep breath, maybe listen to some of my other podcast episodes. Get in touch with me if you want some some, you know, free advice. Like I'm I'm completely serious. Email me and I'd be more than happy to answer some questions and maybe give you some ideas on what you can do to grow your practice. Um, maybe get a business coach. Um, that kind of thing. I'm basically what I'm saying is if you really love massage therapy and you want to keep at it, do do what you need to do in order to do that, you know, whether it's a new website, business coach, all those things that I just said. But if you're not sure, if you're sitting there going, you know, I liked massage well enough, but I'm feeling like my heart's not really fully in it. I feel like there's something else I'm meant to be doing. There's something else I really need to do. That's what my heart is telling me. Then that's okay, you know, and that's why you see some of these people, um, who were massage therapists, uh, pivoting to a different health career. That seems to be the most common thing to do. So I've got friends and former colleagues who have gone on to become osteopaths, um, physiotherapists, nurses, um, gone to school for psychotherapy. I've got a good friend who is who is currently in school for exactly that. Um, becoming a paramedic. I've got another friend who did that for a while. And other healthcare careers that are sort of somewhat related to massage, but they're definitely a pivot from, from massage therapy. And I think most are... I think for most of them, they hope that their new career path is going to afford them a much more stable income, which, you know, certainly helps you sleep at night. That is a huge factor. But, you know, for other massage therapists, including myself, and, you know, I am a former massage therapist, that is, I, I, we do much larger pivots, you know. Um, instead of staying in healthcare, which is often regarded as the obvious choice, obviously, right? If you've already got this background in anatomy and physiology and whatnot, why wouldn't you or I shouldn't say why wouldn't you, but why wouldn't you at least consider? So I'll tell you about my own personal story in a minute. So why wouldn't you at least consider staying in healthcare? I think that's where most people's minds go with that. So they say, I've already got all this education. Why don't I go on and become a nurse or go on and become a paramedic or go on and become an osteopath? They want to take that education they've already paid for and they've already got and they already do feel not comfortable is not quite the word. They, they feel as important to them. It's something that they, you know, they invested time and energy in because they like it, because it's important to them. So they want to use that education in some way, you know. But some people, they pivot completely. Like, they're just like, you know, there's nothing wrong with the fact that I did massage therapy for my education, but now I'm going to do something different. And that is okay too, you know. Like some people I know took jobs with the federal government because um, for those of you who've never sort of lived in Ottawa or you've never known anybody who's worked for the government, once you get into the government, you're pretty much stable. Like there's almost always going to be a job for you. Um, so that's the great thing about working for the feds is that you know, if you want it to be a lifelong career, it can be. Um, and you know you're always going to have this steady income um, coming to you. So if that's something that's really important to you in your life, and it's less important to you to be working in a sort of very specific career, like massage therapy or being a paramedic or any of those things, working for the feds, it's fantastic. And other people, you know, they just, they work as massage therapists for a few years, and then they take time to, off to have kids, and then and then they're good. Like maybe then... They, they take a part-time job so they can spend more time with their kids or spend more time with their aging parents or whatever. And that's great too. If that's if that's what makes them happy, that is awesome, you know? All, all the power to you. Other people like myself, you know, we take our healthcare backgrounds and the lessons we learn as self-employed people about 
marketing and about business and about how to be successful when you are self-employed, when you don't have that steady paycheck from someone else. And you go on and do something totally different, like working in sales or food or marketing or something else. Like me, I do the the web design and, and business marketing coach stuff, right? So I said I was going to go over my personal story for you guys. So, you know, for me, when I was... Um, when I was looking to pivot my career, when I knew that sort of massage therapy wasn't going to be the long-term permanent choice, um, I started to think about, you know, what else I could do. So so first off, to give you more background on me, for those of you who don't know, um, I went to school um, in university for biology and physical geography, so basically a sort of environmental degree. But when I graduated, I wasn't really sure if that was really what I wanted to be doing. Um, as well, the economy was not in its best shape. Um, this, you know, right after I graduated, 9-11 happened. And there was a lot of sort of turmoil and stuff going on in the world. I mean, I'm sure any of you who remember 9-11 remember what, the envir- what things were like during that time. So it wasn't the easiest thing finding a job in my field. But as well, like I said, I wasn't really sure if that's what I really wanted to be doing. So I ended up working, you know, just by chance, getting a part-time job as a, um, a medical receptionist. That ended up starting and turning into kind of a career. So what I ended up doing was going from a part-time medical receptionist to a full-time medical receptionist and physician's assistant. Um, you know, I was doing all kinds of like super basic stuff. I'm not saying, you know, I was, it's not like physician's assistants these days. Um, but certainly I was helping with stuff like, uh, cleaning medical instruments and taking blood pressure and stuff like that for the doctors. Um, I ended up meeting a massage therapist through that. And that's what's inspired me to go to massage therapy school. While I was in massage therapy school, I also worked as a um, as a assistant in long-term care facilities, so I had that experience. Um, I also worked as a chiropractic assistant during that time. So I, I got sort of a lot of different views of the healthcare system, and I sort of started to figure out, you know, maybe where I would want to take my career, whether I would want to be a massage therapist long-term or what I wanted to do with myself. And there's all kinds of pivots I was thinking of. For example, uh, for a while, I was thinking I was probably going to end up teaching. But uh, that was not for me. And also, you know, we, we moved to Toronto a few years after I graduated. Um, and then I started looking at other ways I could pivot my career, but stay in healthcare. Because I, you know, I kept saying to myself, and also, you know, my parents kind of were saying to me, you know, well, you you went to university for one thing, and then you ended up going to college for something different. Like, you know, you kind of like they weren't they weren't putting on a heavy amount of pressure. I do want to say that in case, especially in case my family's listening, like they weren't they weren't putting on a lot of pressure, but they were sort of hinting that, you know, shouldn't you just kind of stick in healthcare because that's kind of where you are. And so I looked into some programs. I looked into physiotherapy. I looked into becoming a midwife because um, pregnancy and childbirth, it was a big, big part of my career when I was a massage therapist and something I'm still very passionate about. I do feel very passionate about help women helping women. And I also looked into osteopathy as a possibility. Um, I also thought about going into nursing. But in the end, um, I looked at all of that and I said, you know, do you really want to stay in healthcare? I asked myself that really critical question. And I decided in the end, my answer was no. And it wasn't because I don't have immense respect for the healthcare profession. Otherwise, I wouldn't run this podcast and I wouldn't have the business that I have. I have immense amount of respect for all of you who work in healthcare. I think it is an amazing profession. 
But I realized to myself that I no longer wanted to work on the front lines of healthcare. Instead, I wanted to help healthcare providers do some of the things that I knew how to do, which was all the business and marketing acumen. So that's how I ended up where I am. That's the pivot that I made. So I am still using my education, especially especially when I get an injury of my own, you know, or around my gym. Sometimes I will help people a little bit. I'll say, oh, you know, um, that's probably this and this muscle. You should probably go see your physiotherapist or your massage therapist or whatever, that kind of thing. But, you know, all to say, I... I didn't want to actually stay as a registered healthcare provider or a non-registered healthcare provider either, you know. I just realized that that was not right for me. So if you're asking yourself, you know, these days, if you are thinking, hey, I am not happy being a massage therapist. I am not happy with the career that I currently have. I am not sure what to do. That's okay. You're not alone. There are a lot of us out there. But the other thing you want to watch for is is this thing that I've started to notice when you start to pivot your career as a massage therapist. And it it did happen to me um, when I was pivoting. And that is this. There's this fierce loyalty in the profession. Maybe you've noticed this. You see it come up on Facebook threads about what should and should not be part of the regulated profession or about massage addict. You see, like, if somebody admits they work for a massage addict, you will have a lot of people jump on them about that sometimes. And it's It's almost not fair. Like, they're just as much a registered massage therapist as you are. Why do you get to dictate where they work, you know? Or you'll see um, people talking about non-regulated massage practitioners taking clients away from the regulated ones. Or you'll see it come up when RMTs are talking about the dreaded HST-GST question. The fact that, you know, massage therapists are one of the few regulated health professions that have to actually pay into that. So this fierce loyalty is amazing. That is great because it means that there's sort of this bonding, this 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 uh, helping of each other in some ways within the profession. And you you know you need to believe in what you do in order to be effective. That is really important, no matter what it is that you do, whether you you whether you're a massage therapist or whether you decide to stay you know to switch to something else to pivot, which is exactly what this whole episode is about. But. This fierce loyalty can come back to bite you in the butt. So you decide to actually switch careers. And that's when it starts to get a little weird. Like, while most people will be supportive, you're also going to get a lot of comments like, yeah, another one bites the dust. Or why didn't you just stick it out? What's wrong with you? Or I don't really understand why you feel the need to do something different. Massage therapy works for me. It's a great career. And, you know, I think it's important for all of us. And that is all of us, no matter who you are, to do what we need to do in our lives. It doesn't matter if you're trained to become a massage therapist or a nutritionist or an artist or a carpenter or a lawyer or a doctor or a banker or you have an MBA or what you do. It does not matter. If you are not happy, if you feel like your career is sucking you down, why aren't you working towards something that is a better reflection of who you are and what you want to do? And it doesn't matter what that thing that you want to choose is. If a better reflection of who you are is staying at home to be with your kids, if you and your family can afford that and that's the decision you make, good on you. Great. Congratulations. I'm glad you did that. If your choice is to drop everything and open your own cafe because that's your big dream, then fine. Do it. If your choice is to go from being a massage therapist to becoming a 
accountant because that's actually what you've always kind of wanted to do and you just kind of went to massage therapy school because it seemed like you know kind of an easy way to start a career that's fine too go back and do the accounting like like good on you if that's what you really want to do great make that choice you know, but I'm not saying it's easy or simple to make that choice. But what I am saying is we all need to make these choices that are right fit for us, not for someone else in the world, not for other people in your current profession of massage therapy, not even for your parents, just for you. You and yes, your partner, if you're if you're married or you have a long term partner and your kids, they obviously have to factor in. But we need to listen to our own inside voices and not those outside voices who feel they get a say in the matter simply because they happen to have the same designation or education or work environment that we do. Or just because they are nosy and they think that they get to have a say because that's not right. You know, overall, my whole point of this whole episode is basically to tell you, if you want to pivot your career, if that is something that's important to you, do what you need to do. You know naysayers be damned ignore them do what makes you happy do what is right for you do what's in your heart and you know that is ultimately what you need to do because that is right for you not for everybody else hey you guys thanks so much for listening i really am grateful to have all you guys here with me If you do like this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating and review over on iTunes, as they always say, right? But I also do appreciate your feedback. So if you want to get in touch, you can always pop me an email at candice at nixie.ca. I do read and respond to all of my emails, I promise. Have yourself an awesome rest of your day, and I'll see you back here next week.